The Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the our NBA Playoffs Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. If you're listening, hey, give us a review, give us a rating. We like those things. It puts us in the algorithm. There's probably going to be a giveaway sometime soon. As soon as I figure out what the hell I'm going to give away, it's gone between uh, a glossy, 8 by 10 glossy of my feet, a 8 by 10 glossy of me with the dopest chicken ever outside of a Casey's gas station. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things out there. I might even make like a like a cameo or OnlyFans. I will sell myself. All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, you might know this uh, next chap from, from the YouTubes, from the Twitter live streams. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went bad shit. Just the the spiritual leader of On the Wrong Lead. Multi-time guest with the show. Mr. Josh Rodriguez. Cherry Drank. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you doing? L-I-V-I-N, my man. It's a beautiful day. I'm, I'm just enjoyed some horse racing, kicking back. You know, life, man. Spring life. May I suggest for your uh, your giveaway a signed framed picture of you diving for that uh, ultimate disc? Oh, that's pretty good. My, my ultimate Frisbee uh, poster boy uh, photo. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. If we could get that made into like a tiny bronze statue or a very large bronze statue, either way would not be good uh, for my narcissism. Yeah, uh, you could also go the route that we did. Um, and uh, obviously, this is a, this is an audio podcast, so me holding up this uh, on the wrong lead uh, golf discs, <laughs> disc golf uh, disc. Yeah. Uh, you know. But uh, no, yeah, you, we. You oh, should give the you should give the majority of those to Mark because based off that video that you showed me, like he's the most likely to lose those in places and, <laughs> and give you promotional materials. So we were playing in Vegas, and uh, obviously there, there's a video of Mark just putting it right into the light pole right in front of him. Um, but he was the only one who who almost lost the disc. He put one into some lady's backyard. Um, and it was funny because all of a sudden, like Mark's lining up his shot, he he figures it's gone. He's lining up his shot. And all of a sudden you see the the disc come over, come over the (laughs) fence and he's like, thank you. But, uh, the course we played was really funny. It was actually like, it was in a subdivision. Okay. And it was like, they built like a walking path through the subdivision. And so it was very narrow because I don't know, maybe it was probably about as wide as maybe a, a plot, a house plot. Um, and they had holes going eat both ways. So it was just nuts. It was like super narrow, but it, it was fun. Um, yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing the live stream stuff. We've been doing doing all that and uh, excited to talk a little Oaklawn here with you. So, yeah, we're going to be talking to Oaklawn Park this Saturday. 
April 15th, 2023, the year of our Lord. Uh, late pick five, it starts race eight. Uh, so, for the most part, the preps are behind us, except for what, the Lexington? Is that right? Yep. Um, I'm asking everyone this, uh, you know, a month out. Uh, who who tickles your fancy so far? Like, is there anyone you've been super impressed by that you're ready to uh, that you're ready to bet on Derby Day? So I, I have three horses right now that I'm kind of going back and forth on. Um, I so straight win bet. Like, if I were to pick one horse, I'm going to win bet based off of prop the the price and, and the value is probably going to be two fills. Uh, the winner of the Turfway Prep, um, trained by Larry Ravelli. There's definitely no bias there for me whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, it seems like we're, we're a little devoid of speed uh, in this derby. And uh, two fills has been ridden aggressively before uh, on the dirt. So um, it might be one that, you know, Larry thinks the only way he's going to win this is on the front end. And maybe maybe the horse gets, um, you know, gets kind of sent to the front. Um Obviously, I like the Japanese horse, Derma Sotogake, but the problem with, with Derma Sotogake is everybody likes a Japanese horse at this point. Uh, I have a feeling that you're going to get seven, eight, nine to one on that horse, and uh, which, like in like in a normal race, right, we're, li- we're licking our lips for, for seven to one on a, on a horse, but in the Derby, on, on a horse that's kind of, a little bit unproven. We don't really know what's going on. We're we're based we're basing all this off of makeshift figures that you know Craig Milkowski is like basically guessing on trying to give a figure for, um, and uh, you know it's an educated guess, right? It's not like he's just making a number right. up, but. Um, he comes from a good foundation, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I was just like, I was like, I mean, Craig, <laughs> Craig guessing is is much better than me trying to make a figure. So, but uh, yeah. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns, right? And and you're going to get a real short price on it. Um, I've locked in a Derby future bet, uh, twenty five to one on Derma Sotogake. So probably won't. I'm, maybe if I'm playing horizontally, I'll probably have on tickets, but I'm not going to be you know running to the windows to bet it at seven to one. Um, and then I think the horse that's going to get kind of lost on the board a little bit, um, and it's probably going to be a value play is a uh, practical move. Yeah. Um, I feel like sure. all anybody has done is trash the horse and just be like, no. And I just think he's going to get lost on the board. And I don't think he's the most likely winner. Yeah. Um, But I think he might float up to eight, nine, 10 to one, and he should probably be five to one. These feel like, like famous last words, but I think that if you're, if you're playing another California horse in the Derby, then you probably have made a bad decision. That's just my, my take on it. My, Problem, and I don't want to nitpick too many holes in Derma Sotogake, but my main gripe is that it sounds like you could heal Derma Sotogake with a cream or some sort of like medicated, like insult that you put in your shoe. <laughs> that's that's my takeaway for from Derma Sotogake. I will be betting Der- Derma Sotogake because uh, I think we talked about this last year, right before the Derby. If a Japanese horse wins the Derby. I want to be that guy going to the to the window to cash my ticket, right? Yep. Yep. I like I said, I I feel great at twenty five to one, right? I would feel probably good at twelve to fifteen to one. I just don't think you're gonna get that. I think I mean this horse is just if you go on Twitter, this horse has gotten so much steam, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So um 
Yeah, I, I don't know what price you're gonna get, honestly. I and I'm I'm not I'm not super great at uh, at set, like figuring out prices. Uh, oftentimes, um, especially in a big field like the Derby. I mean, who knows what happens? Like I said, two fills I think is gonna be twenty to one, twenty five to one. But who the hell knows? Remember my boy Jack? Everyone knows a guy named Jack, and they were just like, "Oh, we're gonna stupid we're gonna ass that Jack." Horse. So who knows? I mean, there's a lot of stupid fills out there too. So that yeah. might. Uh, that might that might adjust the odds a little bit, but I'll tell you this: if I were ever going to make a behind the scenes expose about uh, Will Smith's uncle in the show uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air having uh, a bipolar disorder, <laughs> it would be called Two Fills. We're gonna take a break here at the Notorious OTB. When we get back, we've got more pressing issues at hand, which is the Oaklawn Late Pick Five, where we've got two graded stakes races. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you hear Biggie saying on, Diddy saying come on over his shoulder, and as close to the mic as Biggie would let him, then you know we're talking horse racing. All right. We're talking the late pick five at Oakland. That is this Saturday, 15th of April, 2023. Starts race eight, post time, 526 Eastern, 426 God's time. And it kicks off in race eight with a six furlong. Ooh, nothing but the priciest of horses. $12,500 claiming. Uh, so quick note about the weather. There's going to be severe storms. I'll be moving through Arkansas through the evening hours. Uh, and even though the track will most likely be fast tomorrow, it's going to be in a state of drying. And I think that you see speed carry and, and it's likely that a, you know, favors rail trips too. So when I was looking at this ticket, I'm, I'm focusing on speed in this, you know, in these races, but I'm also, fo- you know, focusing on horses that will be, you know, off the pace. I think it can close at a big price that might get the rail trip. It's a, uh, you know, I'm kind of just throwing everything at it, trying to cover all, all my bases because I think the track is going to be a little bit of a question mark between how much of a, uh, you know, precipitation we get and how quickly it dries out. Josh, uh, I feel like this is a waste of time asking, but did you have any strategy putting together your uh, your pick five ticket? Uh, well, with the proliferation of uh, sprint races that we have in this, uh, in this uh, he, he I, is honestly, I don't even know if proliferation is the right word for it, but there's a lot of there's a lot of sprint races here. Um, and 
I I tend to just gravitate towards inside speed. Brisnet seems to agree with me that Oaklawn, for the most part, in these sprint distances, has been playing to inside speed. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where um, where I started. And, you know, I mean, even starting here in race eight, I, I landed on two horses um, that I think are going to probably be uh, maybe in a little bit of a duel for the lead. Um, and that's uh, the four Emerald Princess and the eight uh, Hail Columbia. Um, now, obviously, Hail Columbia is, is your morning line favorite here for Brad Cox and uh, Florent Giroux. Um, and, you know, looking at that last race, uh, the horse did seem to get, I think, a little bit of an easy lead, was kind of lone speed, got a dream trip, and, and obviously, you know, um, you know, ended up winning that race. But I don't know. I kind of feel like the four... Um, if you throw out that last race, which was a route race, um, the the four looks just as good as I believe the eight does uh, in this race. Um, and the four is going to be drawn inside, which I think is a huge advantage, especially going the sprint distance. Um, I'm not going to let Brad Cox and, and Flo beat me in this first leg. Um, I, I think that horse is, like I said, he's super live. I think he's going to sit that stalking trip and, and you know, might just be the best horse and, and blow past my four. But uh, the four probably my top pick in this race, Emerald Princess, I think goes gate to wire here. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. So I ended up, I had, I went three deep, uh, two of which were the four Emerald Princess and the eight Hail Columbia. I don't know why the Columbia makes me think of the, the challenger explosion for some reason <laughs> i think it's because this does look like a very hot pace and it could just tear apart as they leave the atmosphere uh too soon so i threw for, on the, for the challenger for the challenge is that too soon is it too soon i don't i don't think so but it, it, you know i mean were, it like, might just always be in bad taste though you know you, you know when they were like recovering all the stuff and like there was they'd find like a boot it's like why didn't they make the whole space shuttle out of that boot you know <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I use the 11, my damn's attitude at 20 to 1. If you want to use your soundboard right now, uh, I'm actually going to allow it. Thank you. Josh has a soundboard. I forbid him to use it, and I call him things like motherfucker when he does, but I actually gave him the green light there, so it's okay. But it falls apart, then uh, the horse I really want to, you know, to stalk and have a chance to take a, a race from off the pace is going to be the the 11 my dame's attitude at 20 to 1 uh, I, I think there's a lot of pace to close into I'm not ruling out the fact that speed could carry but if it turns out that you have horses that can close up the tra tractor trail then yeah give me the 11 my dame's attitude for Ronald Westerman the venerable Ronald Westerman with uh I believe Walter de la Cruz up which I like Walt de la so I was three deep there uh, Josh is also was too deep using some horses, uh, four Emerald Princess and eight Hail Columbia, which I got on my ticket. Let's move on. Let's look at race nine, $500,000 Count Fleet Sprint Stakes. It's a grade three and it's a sprint race. So guess what? It looks like it should melt down. Never does. Never does. Never does. Uh, Josh, what are you thinking here? Um, you know, this is more of the same, I think, from the, the last race for me. Um, you know, uh, obviously the morning line favorite here, Tejano Twist, um, you know, closed into what would look to be a really slow pace in, in the Whitmore uh, last time. And a lot of these horses or a couple of these horses ran in that same race. Um, 
you know, I, I wasn't really sure how the track was playing that day. I don't know if that was a, the a biased, you know, a biased track or anything like that, or if they just maybe invited uh, Tejano Twist to, you know, to sit close to the the slow pace and and kind of, um, you know, kind of win that way. But um, I, I'm taking a shot with a couple of, with a horse that did run in that um, that Whitmore and kind of set the pace, and that's the one edge to edge. Um, you know, I'm once again, I'm looking at this, this inside speed here. Um, and you know, went 22 and one 45 and one, um, last time out, um, you know, hoping for similar speed and, and, you know, maybe, maybe he hangs on a little bit here. Uh, you know, Chris Hartman does have a nice one, two punch in here with the, with the one and, and also the five. Um, I'm also going to use the two Skelly just to the outside of edge to edge. Um, you know, this is kind of a quote-unquote new shooter right didn't run in that Whitmore uh has shown a lot of speed uh similar speed to uh the one edge to edge uh won by open lengths last time uh going six furlongs here at Oaklawn at an optional claimer um so I thought that this was another one hey let's take these horses that are going to be you know kind of forwardly placed and, and see if we can get uh get one of these to go wire to wire um and then my the third horse I used in this spot uh, is the 10 strobe for uh, Brad Cox and Florent Giroux. Um, I'm just taking a guess that Flo is not going to hustle this horse up from the 10 spot. Um, so I think he's going to get more of a stalking type trip here uh, and sit in kind of that second flight. Um, and he's done that before, you know, you sat, sat second, um, you know, off some of the speed. So, um, I just kind of think that they're going to see the post. They're going to see all the speed in front of them, and they're going to kind of pull this horse a little bit back. Um, and, you know, I, I think I think the horse is good enough to win from the 10 post, uh, you know, kind of sitting just off. Um, so 1, 2, and 10 are where I'm going to sit here. Okay, so we agree on uh, edge to edge. I, I tried to, mat, you know, mix up my uh, my run styles a little bit. Like, I wanted that inside speed. I wanted a horse that could come from a little bit deep. I wanted a horse that was mid-pack. Uh, so edge to edge, like you said, going to be out there. The five to Hano twist. Yeah. I'm taking the chalk here. Uh, but it's the horse that also has the optimal setup. Uh, if we're talking about a, a fair track that p- plays fair to the pace, uh, then the horse is going to be no matter what picking up pieces late. And then I use the seven surveillance six to one, uh, surveillance is more of the mid pack horse in this race and also stands a great chance to pick up the pieces. If this, if this thing actually melts. Uh, and I like that the fact that the surveillance will be coming probably from a little bit closer, maybe around the same spot as, as Tejano twist. All right. That is two races down, including one graded stakes, the count fleet sprint, the grade three. We've got one more graded stake to go. The apple blossom, but we are going to make you wait for it. Cause we got to get a word from our sponsors here at the notorious OTB brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's mine. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. We are two legs deep into Oakland Park's Saturday late pick five that features the Count Fleet and the Apple Blossom. So let's take a look at race 10 
the third leg of this pick five, the six furlong $30,000 allowance race. And go figure, it's another sprint loaded with early speed. Uh, but once again, I'm going to focus on it, you know, speed inside, speed outside, and then horses I think that can come from off the pace. Uh, I went about four horses deep in this race, quite honestly. What about you, Josh? So I, in order to get a good, like, handle on the, the pace picture, um, I, I tossed out the two AEs. So obviously, uh, my opinion is going to change a little bit if they draw in. But right now, we'll talk as if the 13 and 14 don't get in. We just get the the, the first 12 horses in here. Um, and if the 13 the and 14... The, the 13 and 14, if they draw in, it doesn't change the pace picture pretty much at all because they're deeper closing horses, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, it, depend, it depends on... Well, the 13 and 14, uh, on at least on, on optics, uh, look to be basically two of the fastest horses in this race early. So um, I, I think especially if the 13 draws in uh, is, is a little dangerous, especially depending if like a horse like the nine or the 11 scratch out of this race. Um, I, I, I you're do right. Think... I, I was incorrect. I'm looking at that middle, that E2 speed figure out of a 102, which is way tops in this field. Yeah. So um, with the 13 and 14 out, uh, the three horses I would focus on um, – would be I think the nine and the eleven are probably the 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 two best horses in this race. Um, just um, you know, it, it not accounting for pace or anything like that. Um, they are going to be forwardly placed. I think the eleven will probably vie for the lead, and the nine will sit just off uh, a little bit there. Um, but I think with just kind of the, the stats and, and what we've kind of seen at Oaklawn. Um, you got to use a horse like the two Joe Frazier as well. Um, another horse that has flashed some speed. Um, and I think he's going to be forwardly placed and he just might be one that he gets on the rail, uh, and he looks around and he's like, Oh, like, Hey, I got the lead. Maybe, maybe he hustles the horse a little bit more and sits a little bit, uh, more forward. So, um, two, nine and 11 are kind of where I landed here. Um, I I think I I know it's kind of, it's a little bit chalky. I think it's they, those might be the top uh, the top three choices in this race. But um, yeah, if the thirteen or fourteen uh, draw in, I think it, it changes the story a little bit, um, and, and actually might improve maybe a horse like the nine's chances that isn't gonna get the lead, but is gonna be forwardly placed. It might just get that first run on everybody. Yeah. So. You took the, you're telling me you took the first three choices or first, sorry, you the first, second and fourth choice on the board. Mm -hmm. Dude, I can't believe you just come in here, throwing chalk around. I took four horses who are the first, second, third and fourth choices okay. on the board. Uh, Joe Frazier, if only I had Joe Talamo riding this horse so I could have, you know, smoking Joe's on smoking Joe's here. Um, unfortunately, I have to settle for the meat leading jock Christian Torres and the soul patch goat uh peter miller uh for for connections and, and jock but uh i thought it was gonna you know tuck in the rail stock the abundant early speed here's the one that i had that was different uh the seven cosmo nine to two gets the rail trip and will be coming from off the pace first off the claim for dio and makes the class drop for the patented diodoro stop drop and pop you got to watch for his class droppers they are always dangerous at oakland park and then like you said the nine slam duck sermon i uh you forgot to mention just how much of a hot commodity this horse has been at the claim box. If you wanted to just handicap this by speed figures, it might be slam duck sermon 
uh, and a laugher. And then I use the 11 espionage for the reasons you mentioned, but also because it's topical and I like to keep it fresh here with my banter. If we want to keep it even fresher, I mean, Mark would probably be uh, very proud of the two of us, seeing as we we took the uh, the top four choices. All the chalk, yeah. Yep, all of it. Yeah, somewhere Mark is listening to this with a single tear rolling down his eye, which is going to be even more disturbing to the person who notices him looking in his windows uh, <laughs> at night. The, the funniest thing about Mark is he mentioned this to me the other day, that it seems like no matter any podcast or anything I do, he always tends to catch a stray like where some joke is made about him and now it's like i feel like i have to keep it going right uh like last night he doesn't always catch a stray on this show but like i'd say 75 percent of the time he catches a stray so like 60 70 episodes he's caught a stray yeah i asked emily uh last night if uh he was the squarest uh horse player she's ever met and uh she said uh in order to keep the bit going, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got to like someone who respects the bit. Um, you know what I respect? The eight and a half furlong, $1 million apple blossom handicap stakes. It's a grade one. It is a four horse race. Uh, pop quiz. What's the state flower of Arkansas? apple blossom no i'm sorry it's the peony good try though okay i'm lying you got it right i didn't want you to get it right okay <laughs> uh i'm gonna lead off here uh I, i'm just gonna say it there are two horses in this race that are that are pretty much ornamental like this is essentially just a match race with two other horses running uh secret oath and clarier and uh i decided to go stone cold single um yes i'm, yes, I'm saying i, I want to mingle you want to mingle. Yeah. With Secret Oath, four to five. Look, for one, the horse likes running on the rail. That's just a great draw. Uh, for two, the pace isn't even real here. There is no real pace. Those other horses don't matter. If they're on the lead, who cares? So you have to act like there's not any real pace. And then you take the more forwardly placed horse, which I think would be Secret Oath, as opposed to Clear Air, who's going to go straight to the back whenever they break. So uh, the Chalk Parade. Uh, just, you know, give, I'm all right angles here. Cause, uh, I'm square as hell going secret oath at four to five, Josh. Uh, I took the other half of the, uh, the single parade here. Uh, I singled Clarier in the spot. Um, and I wish I had a great, um, very like insightful reason why I took, uh, Clarier over secret oath. Um, it seems like Secret Oath has uh, Clarier's number at uh, Oaklawn, at least uh, going from the, the last race. Um, th- this is just, I, I have no idea what to do. Um, I, like, I want to single the four. I think Clarier is a better horse than Secret Oath. I think that Secret Oath has got a little bit of an advantage here being slightly forwardly placed. But, I mean, your speed horse in this race is the two, hot and sultry. And, you know last time in the Azari kind of dueled and just just folded uh is going to get out there kind of lone speed in this spot but i i don't know it's it's tough you know i've seen these four horse races so many times that sometimes you know some of these riders get a little complacent and uh that that speed horse just gets out there and loose i mean maybe there's a, a shot i use the two as kind of a c 
um, as just like, hey, maybe, maybe it just gets out there, gets loose. But um, yeah, I, I'm just going off Clary here based off the back class. Uh, I think better being a better horse maybe turns the table here on Secret Oath. Um, but I just think from a ticket ticket construction perspective, um, whether you like a Secret Oath or Clary Air, like you got to use one of them and, and not use both of them unless you somehow have 30 to ones in every other leg in the pick five that you, that you like. Hard to talk a four horse race to death. So also how crazy is it? There are four horses going for a million dollars right now. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, it's a lot of people who are like, yeah, we're not racing secret oath and Clarier is, is what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fair enough. Like you don't think you have a shot, like, that's fine, but I mean, there's got to be. You mean you you re, we couldn't find two more horses at least, you know? But. Right. Okay, here we go. On to the money leg, uh, the leg that hopefully will set you up for generational wealth, where you can say things like this: Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> Last leg, race 12, six furlongs, $90,000, Arkansas bred, maiden special weight. Fucking, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to lead it off. I went four deep here. Uh, I've got three pretty obvious horses, but I took one really bomb. I'm going to give you the three obvious. Nagala, eight to five. Uh, the speed at the rail is winning, then this horse is winning, period. Uh, Moquette gets Christian Torres up. Uh, and runs back off of strong effort uh, two weeks ago. Uh, the other short prize, seven Aloha Baby. Yep, Frank Arietta up for Ernie Witt. Uh, taking based on speed figures, basically. Only a few in this race actually look competitive on figures alone, and that includes the eight next Thursday at three to one. Uh, shown some ability to pass other horses, fits on the figs. Uh, plus, if you look, Randy Morrison, Marty Garcia got, got a little thing going on. They're 25% when they match up. Uh, my long shot, though. I took the two music mistress at 30 to one terrible speed rating last out, got headed and stopped once, you know, just stopped once the, the head got poked out in front. If not beat to the lead and it has the lead through the second call to watch out, we might have a, a brave bomb to end the sequence with a, with an Archie bread at 30 to one. Josh, how'd you end it? Uh, I didn't use any of the horses that you named. <clears throat> uh, I landed on two horses in here. Um, I, I like the nine, uh, Count It All Joy, uh, for uh, Ricardo Santana Jr. and uh, Eluterio Altamirano. Uh, you know, they they seem to really think a lot of this horse in the fact that they ran it in special weights twice, um, you know, ran okay that second time, and then they immediately put it in the, into the State Bread Stakes Company. Um, and, you know, what was a huge, huge price in there. Um, but, you know, coming back, I think, to the the maiden special weight here um the the horse didn't really embarrass itself in state uh state bread company uh stakes so uh, i could see this horse uh kind of sitting close to the pace and, and getting getting a run there uh you know uh ricky santana sees fit to ride this horse again so for for you know no name connections basically so um so i i like the nine count it all joy and then as far as speed horses um i'm actually gonna look just outside your two uh to the four iconic bonnet 
um, kind of seeing it the same way you did where, you know, hey, let's let's see if we get one of these horses out there on the front end and, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe they get loose, they get brave out there. Um, looking at the uh, the optics plot, they really like this four in this spot. They think that it's got a little bit more of a kick, obviously, than the two. The two's obviously got that straight that straight speed out the gate uh, that first time out. Um, but the four seems to kind of sit fit best on the plot. Um, they kind of have the two, four, nine out there kind of alone and, and have everybody else on, on the, the other quadrant. So um, I, I'll take a shot with the four and the nine here to, to close it out. All right, so we're going to recap our tickets here. Mine ended up being $72 for a 50-cent base. Leg one, we had the 4811. Leg two, 157. Leg three, 27911. Have you forgotten? Did you think it weren't real? All right, then the fourth leg, I singled the one secret oath, and I closed it out four deep once again. In the fifth leg, one, two, seven, eight. So once again, $72, 50-cent base. Josh, what do you got? Yep, I got uh, four, eight. With one two ten, with two nine eleven, with four with four nine, and if my math is correct, that is an eighteen dollar play for fifty cents. Keeping it slim, slim is in. Mm-hmm. Josh, what all you got going on these days? <clears throat> um, so obviously we do our weekly podcast, uh, drinking champagne uh, with me and Andrew Champagne. Um, and that's on our YouTube channel as well as on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, we do a live stream every Thursday night. Last uh, last night we did uh, one with uh, Optics Emily covering the late pick five at Keeneland on Saturday. So check that out. Uh, she was a great guest. Um, our uh, mutual friend Tommy uh, called her out on a tweet that he thought was about him. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, and and so uh, I asked about a, he, about a four four Coors Light Tommy tweet. Basically, I guess I guess she was standing next to him, like at at Belmont, and he was he was wearing red shorts. I don't know why he remembers this, but apparently he was wearing red shorts. And she tweeted out, uh, "I don't know some some along the lines like I don't know what's too, what's better, two chads in the race or two chads talking about a race." And uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, so Tommy's like, well, she was next to us. That was clearly about us. Uh, so, uh, and she like, she's like, I don't even remember like tweeting this. And, and then like it came up and uh, I, I shared it with her and she's like, that was a good tweet. <laughs> so, but, I, man, like I, I love Tommy because he's, he's like the perfect l- level of aggressive. Like he's the perfect level of a Boston aggressive, like he might've cost you outside of a Duncan, you know, if he's had, if he's had six Coors lights. All right. That's going to do it for us here at the, we love you, Tommy. I'm just going to throw that out there. I want to make sure if he's listening, he hears that. We love you, Tommy. Uh, Tommy's such a great dude. Um, yeah, it's going to do it for us here at the notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network. And remember, please give us a rating, give us a review. You might end up with a picture of my feet.